Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us and God is in all truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. that is engaging and transforming and to empower you, our listeners, to knowing, being, doing, and impacting the world around you. And of course, you are always welcome to join us on this illuminating journey. And there are several ways you can do that. The first, the primary way to do that is to get your thoughts, insights, opinions, live on the air if you want to by calling 347-237-5230. That's the number you can call to, to, to share your thoughts, share your insights, whatever that may be. Also, uh, the chat room. Always have the chat room. The chat room is always fun for me because I, 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 I wish I had somebody help me with the chat room, but we always get some interesting visitors who share their thoughts in there. And so the chat room is open. You can go to blogtalkradio.com. And uh, you'll see the chat room available there. Also, you can uh, view our Facebook page, the Zero Network on Facebook. Go to that page, like it, and uh, you'll see topics from all from from years back. And you can share your thoughts, comments on that page. Also, visit our site, uh, LorenzoTNeal.com, and you, you can do it also there. You know, get some interesting stories there. But you can also send me an email, PastorLorenzoNeal at gmail.com, or Hit me up on Twitter at Prophesy. Either way, we are glad that you are here. It's another day's journey that we're glad about. And guess what? It is the end of March. It is the beginning of spring, but it sure don't feel like it. <laughs> it sure doesn't feel like it. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It's cold. It's a bit on the, uh, uh, the windy and chilly side here and and for it to be spring, winter has not let up. The winter weather has not let up. And I feel bad for those who, uh, who are experiencing the winter again up in the, on the north and east coast. We're praying for you. Speaking of prayer, let's go to the Lord in prayer because we've got a lot of things I want to talk about uh, today. And we'll be talking about something really that um, is starting to hit very close to home. And that is the topic of same-sex marriage and religious freedom. And uh, right now, that is, you know, some buzzwords that is going around. And the it, if you want to be unsettled, talk about two of the, those two things, and you'll definitely have an argument going on. So we'll be talking about those two things and particular things under the, uh, those topics today. But before we go any further, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for uh, grace, mercy. 
Another opportunity to be on the air. We pray, God, that you will continue to forgive us of our sins. And, Lord, we pray now as we go into this broadcast that every ear, every listener, every heart, every person will be affected by and impacted by it. And we ask, for oh God, the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. All right, so we're going we're gonna to be talking about same-sex marriage and for religious freedom today. But as always, i got some headlines i like to share uh, before we get into those, those topics. And um, right now, the primary headline is uh, on the state side. Uh, if you're not aware, there's been a massive mudslide in Washington, and uh, dozens of people are believed to have been dead, and hundreds are missing. And uh, it's just a horrible thing. So those of you who are prayer, you know, those of you who believe in prayer and who do pray, pray for those families. Pray for that community in also Washington. I think I said that right. I've been following this this, this headline, and uh, one scientist said he predicted it some years ago. And, of course, they haven't validated or verified that, but the area is, of Washington uh, has experienced some, some, some very tumultuous weather lately. And that mudslide was unforeseen uh, and unsuspected. So there's a lot going on in there. Rescue efforts are going. The search has been expanded. And uh, I think the death toll is up to – it's between 14 and 24 that they are believing to be dead. And at least 100 uh, or somewhere in that number that are missing. So uh, there's a lot going on. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm not much on end-time prophecy or anything like that, but I, the way some of these things are happening with the weather and with some of the, some of the things that are occurring in this world, uh, particularly on, on, on the world scale, you know, on, on the international level, I cannot help but to believe that we are, uh, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we are probably in the last days. Uh, so, uh, it's so much going on, and and you know, children are being uh, are being killed. Young adults are falling dead of heart attacks and other other things that just don't happen. You know, so I mean, it's it's a it's one of those it's one of those times in our life in our world and world history that we uh, should be cautious for one and expecting those of us who are believers, we should be expecting something. If, you know, if you believe in the rapture, you expect it. <laughs> if you don't believe in the rapture, uh, whatever you believe, if if it's a, is a, if it's related to faith, then you you know you need to hold on to that and, and literally don't take it for granted. You know, hold on to it because it, it's the world that we are living in. No day, no moment is promised, and I guarantee you, I'm trying to live every day to the fullest. And I think you should, too. I think everybody should, too. But I digress. Uh, now, here's a little bit of weird news that I found. And I, I tell you, when I found, when I first read this story, I just couldn't believe it. But apparently, something, you know, you ever, you ever thought yourself, thought about something so, so bad that it made you sick or, you know, you know, you thought you had a sickness and you ended up having all the symptoms of it and turned out you didn't? Well, imagine if you you had a girlfriend who had all the symptoms of being pregnant, you know, was all of this, and it turns out it didn't. That happened to a man, <laughs> a Canadian man, uh, a Montreal man uh, who believed for months that he was going to be the father of quintuplets. That's five, y'all. That's five. That's five. Not, not one, two, three. That's five kids. He was expected to be the father of five kids, and he found out his his girlfriend uh, he, that he had been in uh, in a relationship with for over a year was actually not pregnant. wasn't pregnant at all. She went to the hospital. She and she called him on his way, thinking she was about to go into labor, and he was excited. He rushed all the way to the hospital to be by her side for the delivery of. The five babies that was inside of her, only to be shown by a nurse that her blood work determined that she was never pregnant at all. This is, this is weird, you know, but it happens quite a bit. 
it happens quite a bit. And there have been several stories that have made national headlines uh, regarding this. There was one incident where, well, I'm not going to get into it, but it, it's 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 more common, and I've, I've forgotten what the the um, technical name of it is, but uh, it's basically you have all is when a woman has all of the symptoms affiliated with a pregnancy. That means they're lactating. That means their belly is growing. That means their period stop, their cycle stop. That means, you know, they have the morning sickness. They have all of those symptoms, and they're not pregnant. And now part of it is psychosomatic. In other words, in this case, uh, this woman uh, apparently, this is a modus operandi. She's done it before, but not to this extreme. Uh, she had had apparently done it to a, another boyfriend and so this this woman was in need of mental care in this case but there are cases where and I have a friend who uh and I hope she doesn't get mad at me for saying this but uh experienced some of the symptoms of a pregnancy and uh it was determined that she was not pregnant it was basically a lot of stress but that stress expressed and was you know articulated and expressed uh in in you know, pregnancy symptoms. And I'm quite sure she was a bit relieved that it was not the case. But, um, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't, this person wasn't trying to be deceptive. You know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't trying to, you know, keep a man by pretending to be pregnant. And I know some women who do that. I, I've heard stories of some of my friends who girlfriends, to wives, or mistresses, <laughs> God throw them in there, have uh, fake pregnancies to keep, you know, their partner. Uh, this is not the case. Uh, it wasn't the case in, in my friend. It, it's just uh, her body began to react that way for some whatever reason it was. You know, I don't think we really, she really even bothered to find out. But none. I digress. But here's here's the twist now. When she she uh when she told her boyfriend, when she told um what's the guy's name? Uh Paul Servat, I think that's his name. Yeah. So when when he when she told him, first it was twins. Then it went from being twins to quadruplets and, and then it went from being quadruplets to quintuplets. Now me if that was me, I would have said, you crazy. Ain't nothing wrong with you. But, you know, I guess he was excited about being a father and, and just didn't question, you know, sometimes it is what it is. And, but I can only imagine the shame and how how broken he may be and how 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 angry he may be at her. He must be at her. So I, I can guarantee you that relationship is probably over. <laughs> But it is what it is, you know. I, uh, if you want to talk about that, 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 it's funny to me. But, uh, you know, for a guy like me, I hope I never get that deceptive. Uh, you know, I never I never get that uh, deceived by a woman. Uh, I haven't, but, you know, hey, who knows. Anyway, last story I'm going to share before we take a break and get into our uh, topic of the day. Um uh, there's another religious movie coming out on, on Noah, and um, uh, Christian critics are, are kind of up in the air about this. When there, uh, uh, there's been a lot of lot of chatter about this movie for several months now, even before it has come to it. Opens on Fridays, and it stars Russell Crowe and Emma Watson, some other names, um, non-Americans, <laughs> but the. Uh, the only thing that is close that, that that is even related to the Bible is the title of the movie. The rest is completely fictional. Completely, they got rock people in the movie. Rock people help build the ark by cutting down, cutting down the trees and and using their rock hands to shave off the timber. <laughs> I'm serious. This is in the movie, and there's other forces uh, that. Um, I think there's fallen angels who help Noah. I mean, it's it's a it's a thriller. Uh, I don't even know what I, it. It's I've seen uh, I've seen several trailers of it, and you know the effects are good. But if you're going to go 
see this movie and then go back and read the biblical account thinking that's what it was, don't. <laughs> uh, don't. Don't don't even see the movie because you'll just get all messed up and you'll get mad at people saying, well, it ain't like the Bible. And don't think that just because it's a religious movie, it is intended to serve as a conversion, a means of conversion or, or, or um, excuse me, a, a means of proselytizing. It is. It's it's a piece of fiction. It is a work of art. It is no more uh, Christian or biblical than the last movie that just came out, uh, Son of God. Both of those movies, although they are religious and based on biblical stories, they are far from biblical and far from uh, truth. So if you're going to... And I, 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 there are a lot of churches that are packing out movie theaters. They did it for the Son of God, and they're doing it for Noah. And it's sending a wrong message because, you know, these churches are, uh, are buying advanced tickets. And, and let's just think, think about that. Advanced ticket. Let's say you buy an advanced ticket that's about ten bucks, and you have four churches, and let's say each church brings about fifty people. And, and, me, you see that? You see where I'm going with that? That's about what five thousand uh, dollars. I, I'm not good at math, but I'm just saying uh, it, it is is not a is not the biblical account of Noah. And there was another movie titled Noah <laughs> that that starred um, oh God, Angelo Jolie's father. I cannot think of his name right now, but that movie. <laughs> My friend of mine and I, we watched that movie on demand, and I never forget. We watched the movie; it was a two-part series, and <laughs> we watched it. And <laughs> it was far from the movie had Noah <laughs> at creation, had Noah and Lot mixed together. Lot became some kind of pirate mercenary, and uh, there were people who actually survived the, the flood. And those people kept, you know, they were they they were you know they they were out to destroy Noah because he built a the ark, Noah ended up getting high, and uh, his sons, they were not married. <laughs> they just had girlfriends, and the girlfriends came along for the ride, and they have this one one scene where they're all just, except for the mother, uh, Noah's wife, they're all just spaced out. I mean, they just high, and they just have all these kind of hallucinations. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, this this movie is not like that one. If y'all know that name, the guy's name, I cannot think of the actor's name. He was in Mission Impossible, the first one, and he's Angelie Jolie's father, and I cannot think of his name. Now, if you think of his name, give it to me, because, you know, I'm going blank. But anyway, anyway, uh, uh, it, it it's, it's just, if you're going to go see Noah, go see it. But I'm telling you, don't expect it to be anywhere close to the biblical account. The biblical account is already questionable, you know, for some, from some scholars, you know. And then there's a, a if we're going to talk about the movie, Noah, you might as well talk about all these people being, building replica Noah, replicas of Noah's Ark. And you can find one. There's one in the Netherlands. There's one here in the in the States. I forgot where, but a guy has, you know, oh, yeah, in Kansas. I believe it's, it's Kansas or Kentucky where they – uh, uh, the state and the city funded this guy's efforts to rebuild or recreate uh, Noah's Ark. I, I don't know why we, you know, we need as believers. And and I know I'm going over my time, but just bear with me for a little bit. I don't know why we as believers need to have relics to uh to to boost our faith. Uh, is this no different? There was that. This has always been the case over Christendom for the last 2,000 years or so. There have always been relics, particularly uh, in the 4th century when Constantine's mother had all of these visions, and now because of her visions, when you go to Jerusalem or in, into into uh, Israel, you find all of these great uh you know, you find everything. You find the place where Jesus was born. You find the place where Jesus died. You find all of this. Well, we don't know that to be true, but it has become uh, cemented in in Christendom. 
and it's all based on false pretenses and, and these relics you know the the churches in that have relics of saints and relics of the cross relics of peter and apostles and all this kind of stuff uh, i find it unnecessary because the bible said we ought to walk by faith and not by sight and seeing a relic of anything is is really nothing more than it's like the shroud of Turin. But again, I digress, and I hear somebody kind of getting on my ear <laughs> about digressing. So we're gonna take a break, and uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to get into our topic of the day. And this is really really interesting because it affects everyone, particularly those of us in America. It affects us. The argument about same sex marriage, the argument about religious freedom. What it is, what it is not, who it affects and who it doesn't affect. We're going to talk about all that because I believe the church needs to be ready. And I, I speak as the church collectively. Uh, and 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 we're actually, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about, about that. But um, let me go ahead and get to this break before <laughs> I go on and on and forget what I'm supposed to actually do. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back right after this. We make you smarter about insurance because what you don't know can hurt you. What if you didn't know that posting your travel plans online may attract burglars? Talk to Hawaii. What if you didn't know that as the price of gold rises, so should the coverage on your jewelry? Ah. What if you didn't know that kitty litter can help you out of a slippery situation? The more you know, the better you can plan for what's ahead. Talk to farmers and get smarter about your insurance. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. When we made our commitment to the Gulf, BP had two big goals. Help the Gulf recover and learn from what happened so we could be a better, safer energy company. I've been with BP for 24 years. I was part of the team that helped deliver on our commitments to the Gulf. And I can tell you, safety is at the heart of everything we do. We've added cutting-edge safety equipment and technology, like a new deep-water well cap and a state-of-the-art monitoring center where experts watch over all our drilling activity 24-7. And we're sharing what we've learned so we can all produce energy more safely. Safety is a vital part of BP's commitment to America and to the nearly 250,000 people who work with us here. We invest more in the U.S. than anywhere else in the world. Over $55 billion here in the last five years, making BP America's largest energy investor. Our commitment has never been stronger. Good morning. Welcome back to uh, Zero Today again. I'm your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, and I'm glad that you joined with us today, this last Wednesday of March. Uh, still 
come on spring well, I'm, 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 I'm say this and then I'm, then I'm gonna move on I can only imagine if if the winter and spring weather is like this I can only imagine what the summer is going to be like so I'm going to start preparing for summer weather right now I, I'm gonna be I, I can only imagine it's gonna be hot I'm quite sure it's going to be a hot one this summer but I'm not a fork I'm not a weatherman met what meteorologist <laughs> but I just got a feeling I got a feeling it's going to be hot. It's cold now, and it's in spring. And, you know, down in the south, we're used to having, you know, 67-degree weather, and it's supposed to warm up. And when it warms up, it's going to get warm down here. But for y'all up there in the northeast, yeah, yeah the Lord be with you. <laughs> okay, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was, that was, that was wrong. That was, that was how rude of me. I tell y'all, just move to the south. That's, a, that's it. All right, anyway, so today I want to talk about uh, religious freedom and uh, same-sex marriage, and and while these are two separate issues, there is a contingency point between both. There's a there's an angst that is generated between by both of them in uh, American Christianity. And the divisiveness, the, the way this is divided Christianity in America, is 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 I I, I don't I can't even explain it. I'm a pretty tolerant person. I, I really am a pretty tolerant person. I'm conservative. I, I love everybody. I, I love people. I, I do. I, I love people. I'm conservative. There's just some core values that I just will not let go of. And, uh, you know, of course, and they, they happen to fall in, in the line of uh, some conservative areas. But they're biblical. You know, I, I stick to the Bible when it comes to certain things. And home. Uh, homosexuality is one of those. And speaking of homosexuality, God, I read this. I, I read this just this week. Uh, there is a move, uh, a trend, to ban that word, to ban the word homosexuality because it implies sexuality, sexuality, sex. Period. And so they're trying to use a more, uh, 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 a more friendly word which is gay and lesbian. Now, and, and I, I tweeted this yesterday. I tweeted uh, that if uh, the, the way rhetorical arguments are now is that if you cannot win the argument with facts, change the language. If you can't change the language, change the meaning of the word. And, and that is what's happening today. In this political correct, politically correct environment in the states, the changing of one word sets off everything. I mean, you know, uh, when Obama first got elected, they didn't want to use the word terrorism, you know, so they changed the word to something else. Uh, I, I've forgotten what it was. But then they realized people were still doing acts of terrorism, so they had to keep using the word terrorist and terrorism. And so now uh, uh, the politically collect, correct oh, uh, gay and lesbian alliance, against abuse or whatever it is, GLAD, uh, G-L-A-A-D, they are pushing to and have have successfully um, made it where the word homosexual uh, is no longer acceptable in uh, media outlets. So uh, outlets like Rudders, AP, and you know all these other media outlets are no longer using the word homosexual because it insinuates sex and they're saying that uh gay people aren't always you know it's not always about sex is that it's about affection and motion and whatever but anyway so i i just thought i'd share that with you uh, it's ridiculous to me and i, I don't want to get too far out into that but uh before before uh, before i get there uh, I, I want to deal with two things that are happening that are, are directly affecting religious freedom. And the first one that's happening is is right now it's going on in the United States Supreme Court, where Hobby Lobby is uh, they they brought a suit against the the the, uh, the country, uh, I guess against the. Um, uh, Attorney General, I don't, I don't know the specifics of it. Basically, what it was when the Justice Department stated that, uh, as a, as an effect of Obama uh, or the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, that all companies um, be provide 
contraceptive care for employees. Now, those who don't know what contraceptive care is, that means that uh, women can get their birth control, uh, now, and, that's, and men, if they want to get condoms, because that's contraception too. Uh, when they, this was a part of the Affordable Care Act that these companies, small businesses and large businesses alike, had to do it. And it also at one time included the religious community, the Catholic churches, you know, all of, for example, if I had employees at the church that I paid uh, or, that, or that the church paid and as part of their health care uh, policy, it would include if they wanted uh, – such or if they wanted it or not, it wasn't an opt-in, opt-out kind of thing. It had to be. It was a mandated thing to provide it. But they they rescinded that for religious institutions, thanks to uh, the fight of Catholic charity groups like Catholic Charities and others to defend that. Now, what is that issue? Is that Hobby Lobby is a corporation whose owner is a devout Christian, and because his views are Christian, he that his views are reflected in the company and the company's views and while they deny no one patronage, everybody can shop at like me and my friend called Hobby Lobby. <laughs> we like to go to Hobby Lobby. Uh, I, it's an inside joke, y'all. I'm not crazy. My grandmother had me tested. I'm not crazy. But anyway, when we go to, uh, they they're not they're not denying. Uh, like some of these organizations, you know, some of these businesses are, they're saying that they, they will deny patronage to homosexual couples. They won't, like the bakery in uh, Oregon who said they wouldn't do a uh, baker cake for same-sex. And um, and it's, uh, we had a case here in Jackson, Mississippi, where uh, a gay couple, a male gay couple, homosexual, I just said, they homosexual, same-sex, they were men. Two men wanted to have a commitment ceremony at one of the state parks here in Mississippi, and they were denied that activity because uh, state law does not allow for such. And it made, I don't know if it made national headlines, but it certainly made headlines here. And it was a question about um, did the state have the right to deny them uh, use of a facility for uh, that event, if they allow it for uh, heterosexual couples, why are uh, same-sex couples denied? So, and, and it comes on the religious. These guys, these guys were affirming their faith. They they affirm that they are Christians. They attended a local church that is um, what did they they uh, uh, I forgot the the, uh, the key word the code word. That's an affirming church. Affirming is a cold word, but uh, uh, they attend a local church that is affirming of their uh, their sexual preference, and so they they are Christians who happen to be attracted to the same sex, who wanted to affirm their love for each other in a uh, civil uh, ceremony on state property. And they were denied. And, and and so that was a question of the religious freedom. Were they denied because they weren't denied because they were Christians? They were denied because of their, you know, sexual preference. In the case of Hobby Lobby, the owner of Hobby Lobby is saying that um, he doesn't want his company to provide uh, contraceptive care to uh, to to women, and you can imply men, but mostly to women. Because his principles, uh, based in the Word of God, and the Word of God uh, is against uh, fornication, basically. That I mean, that's basically what it is. So, the question is: Is who 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 should be on on trial here? He is not technically the face of the company, but he is the owner of the company. It is a private company; it is not publicly traded. It is a privately held company, so because it is a privately held company, they are free to do you know whatever the heck they want to in policy. And it's just like Chick Fil A, uh, the owner of Chick Fil A. Uh, you remember last year when um, 
he made his uh his thoughts on same sex marriage known and uh there was a picket, you know, there was a boycott, but <laughs> it it didn't work out quite as they had planned because there were more persons supporting him on this uh Governor Mike Huckabee organized a support Chick fil A day and they the businesses, you know, all those franch that franchise did phenomenal on that day based on <laughs> you know in spite of the protests and boycotts that were going forth. And, and the question, again, Chick-fil-A, I believe, is also a privately held company. And the question is, when it comes down to religious freedom, if the owner of a company, and they are not, they, they are a for-profit company, not a non-profit, but a for-profit company, be it a small business or a large business. For example, if the owner of Walmart, if the CEO of Walmart today says that he's Christian and he will no longer sell uh, anything that deviates his his view of Christian Christianity, so they won't sell condoms, they won't sell, or like CVS, even though CVS is a publicly traded company, they won't sell cigarettes, you know, because, uh, you know, whatever warped idea it may be, is is that religious freedom for the individual, or is it for the company, and, and should employees be, you know, uh, I'm not sure if there's a mandate, but should they be, should they reflect the view of the owner, or should they just be employees? Just you know, and and I'm like this. I love to work for a company that has core values and they're able to express those core values and invite employees to participate in those core values for success, individually and success for the company. And I think that should be you know companies that have those values, those core values, and their employees know it, their management teams know it, and they take it to heart. Those companies are successful. But the question is, uh, are those core values, if they are based on religious principles, do they violate? Uh, do they violate that person, the employee, if the employee doesn't share those same principles? Uh, me, I, I'm this way. If you knowingly, for example, you know Hobby Lobby, Hobby Lobby, that's for you. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> if Hobby Lobby, if you know. Hobby Lobby is unabashedly a Christian organization, Christian corporation. And Chick-fil-A is unabashedly a Christian corporation. Their leadership reflects that, and it's also reflected in their core values. And if you go to a Chick-fil-A, you're going to see, you know, that they're a Christian. They put it in their stores, and they're closed on Sundays. Same with a couple other places, you know. Uh, which, why would you work for an organization, if you do not share that same, those same, if you need a job, I can understand. But you need to, I, if I, if it were me, I would consider it. Uh, do my values reflect the values of the company that I want to work for? And if they don't, then uh, you know what I do. Think about, I think about some of these movies where, for example, you have, you remember the movie The Firm had Tom Cruise in it and all of that and. Um, what happened was he's a you know up and coming lawyer and he had some kind of moral value <laughs> and when he discovered some things that were happening in a company that were um, unethical you know he took it upon himself to challenge the company at, at his own risk and of course you know it was you know it's a nice little thrill out of it but uh, as he discovered the more he discovered and uncovered about the un the unethical behavior of the company as a whole, you know, he fell into this 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 uh this problem. What should he do? And there's a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of people who face that. And there are a lot, of, believe it or not, there are a lot of pastors, a lot of churches, a lot of church members. They should be asking the same question: If my my values do not reflect the churches that I go to, should I still go to it? Uh, and what does this all have to do with religious freedom? Because when the Supreme Court makes a decision on this case, it will dictate whether or not a company who has core values that are biblically based, if those values are constitutional or unconstitutional, will be determined by this, this, by this, um, this Supreme Court's decision. And if those 
values are deemed unconstitutional, the question of the whole principle of the owner and the company, even if they are a privately owned company, comes into question because now they can say that uh, they can say that your religion is your own personal thing, whether you're the owner or whether it's in your policy, you have to remove it. And if, it, if they do that for companies uh, in the corporate sector of the world, it will not be long before they be trying to uh, attempting to suppress that also in the religious world. And I, I, I'm, I'm almost certain that our Catholic brothers and sisters will be the first one to jump into the fray and say no. But the more Protestant, the Protestant denominations are what I'm more concerned about because we're becoming laissez-faire. We're becoming lazy, easygoing, trying to fit in. And the Catholics are staunch in theirs, and you got to admire that. They are staunch in their support of particular issues and stances and principles. But the Protestants, were not so much. So that's that's what I'm talking about. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, uh, the same-sex marriage has come to my back door. Come to my back door, and I'm interested, and I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in to see how we're going to react to that here in Jackson, Mississippi. We're going to take a break. I'll be back right after this. something that's slow that you wish was fast? Turtle. Really? A turtle? Yeah. And what about you? I'd rather be a slow turtle. Well, mmm. I know why. Because when you're slower, you won't have to get in the street as fast and get ran over. But if you're a slow turtle and you're in the middle of the street, what happens? Austin? Exactly. It's not complicated. Faster is better. And AT&T is the nation's fastest 4G LTE network. At Farmers, we make you smarter about insurance because what you don't know can hurt you. What if you didn't know that posting your travel plans online may attract burglars? Talk to Hawaii. What if you didn't know that as the price of gold rises, so should the coverage on your jewelry? Ah. What if you didn't know that kitty litter can help you out of a slippery situation? The more you know, the better you can plan for what's ahead. Talk to Farmers and get smarter about your insurance. We are Farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. It's our favorite, yours and mine, because we found it together on a walk, 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 love to walk, a long walk, a, a walk with you, a walk I smelled squirrels on, but I stayed by your side because I could tell, could feel that you had a bad day and me being bad wouldn't make it any better. But being there was already helping a little anyway. And then we found that wonderful thing waiting there, waiting for you and me. And you smiled and threw it. And I decided right when I picked it up, I would never, ever leave it anywhere. Ever. Because that wonderful, bouncy, roll-around thing had made you play. And that had made you smile. Put more play in your day. Beneful. Play. It's good for you. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal.
All right, welcome back to Zero Today. Again, I'm your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, and I am glad that you're here. And before the break, we were talking about a religious freedom issue that is going before the Supreme Court with Hobby Lobby. And um, the other thing that, that came up in the, my news feed that was out, I saw that kind of threw me really for a twist is is that one of the one of the world's foremost relief agencies uh, that goes by the name of World Vision, and I've supported World Vision. I've, uh, they've supported several uh, several mission trips and things that I've been a part of. Other 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 activities that they they support. Uh, they support it. I'm not sure if you know the movie um, um, "In Love with a uh, Oh Man," "Love with a Church Girl." That's what it is. Uh, Israel Halton. And that movie, well, they supported the tour. Uh, world Vision supported the tour. World Vision is active in a lot of areas across the world. They do some great work. But today, uh, and I just read this, they have decided that they will they will change their standards of conduct to allow Christians in legal same-sex marriages to be employed at World Vision. Not only that, but they also say that they were um, – Change their employee conduct policy to reflect the reality of its engagement with Christian denominations, which in recent years have sanctioned same-sex marriage for Christians. Now, it's leading into what I wanted to talk about in the latter part, of, and I don't have a lot of time. I wish I had a whole lot more time to talk, to talk about this and delve into it. But here you have an internationally respected uh, relief organization that is catering and pandering to other Christian uh, liberal progressive Christian denominations that uh, have reflected have changed their policies to reflect the changing atmosphere and acceptance of uh, same-sex marriage in in Christianity and in America. And so yesterday, here in the city of Jackson, Hines County, Jackson, Mississippi, yesterday this was challenged. Yesterday. Five gay couples entered the Hines County Courthouse to apply for marriage licenses. You heard me right. Five gay couples came to the courthouse, the county courthouse here in Jackson, Mississippi, and applied for same sex uh, applied for marriage licenses, not same sex, just marriage licenses, knowing that it is against the state constitution. It's against the law. They knew this, but the this is from this was organized by a group uh that's called um what's it called? We do uh, the We Do campaign and uh, and and apparently these this group is is their their agenda is to change Mississippi changed the South. You know, South is a conservative stronghold, not just politically, but when you're talking about social issues, that we're a conservative stronghold. We're, we're values-based, moral-based. We have these standards that, that just ain't going to go away, but they are trying their best. And so yesterday they came, and they were uh, the spokesperson for this group, Reverend Jasmine, Reverend Jas, Jasmine Beach Ferrara, I think I said that right, uh, says that, uh, that's that's the intent. Even though Mississippi does not recognize things, the clerk in the county court has to, they have the the leniency, they have the ability, they have the authority to issue marriage licenses, even if it's to same sex couples. Now, it, it, I found this really interesting because uh, I'm wondering how the the churches here. In Mississippi, in Jackson, in particular, are going to react. You know, I, I, I'm still wait. I already know how uh, some of our white evangelical brethren are going to react. I already know how they're going to be react, to react. You know, that's a given. This is a South. You know, uh, we know how the white folk are going to react. But I'm, I'm curious how the black church in Jackson is going to react. How tolerant will we be? How appeasing will we be to this? Will we fight? And aside alone, the argument of civil rights and the injustice and such forth and so on. Will we fight? Will we side on that? Or will we be silent? I'm more to contend that it would be the latter. I think the black church in Jackson will more than likely be silent altogether on the matter than even speak up. And I'm, I'm a, I already know. I'm a vocal pony. They already know. I'm going to be vocal about it. I, I don't, you know. 
I, I can do that. But I'm, I'm curious as to how many black pastors in the city of Jackson will, will stand, will go, you know, will, if, I, if I lead a protest tomorrow, how many would do it, <laughs> join me in it? I'm not doing that. But I'm just saying. And the reason I, the reason I say that is because uh, recently there is a bishop in United Methodist Church, and this trend is, 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 is happened, it began in the, in the Episcopal Church, and it moved to the Presbyterian Church, and Presbyterian Church in itself is uh, the Presbyterian Church of USA, PC USA. It's, it's, it's a beast, right? It's a monster. I'm not even going to get into some of the things that they're, they're promoting. <laughs> uh, but it, the Episcopal Church and to the uh, Presbyterian Church, USA. And now it has come to the United Methodist Church. And the United Methodist Church is having a battle that's been going on for at least the last two decades, uh, since at least the, the, the early 90s, the argument of same-sex um, uh, ordination first, and then now same-sex marriage, but it was it was a uh, uh, it was uh, a self-affirming uh, as gay marriage, a gay priest for the Episcopal Church, a gay clergy for the United Methodist Church, and this this is argument has been going on, and there it's coming full circle now because there are thousands, and I, I do say thousands, you heard me right, thousands of clergy who are openly and willingly going against the United Methodist Church Book of Discipline. That's their governing, that's the book that tells them their law for clergy and lay. They are openly defying that by uh, either performing same-sex marriages or affirming it. And I say performing and affirming. And recently there have been cases where pastors have performed uh, same-sex marriages marriages or civil unions or whatever and uh they have been defrocked but lately lately um lately there was a a, a pastor who married his he performed the, the ceremony of his sons who happens to be homosexual and he performed that and he was defrocked and now a bishop has determined that um uh, a bishop in New York has determined has overturned that basically and has has welcomed him back into the full communion in United Methodist Church. Now here's the interesting thing. The bishop who did this, Bishop um uh what's his name? Uh, Martin D. Malik McLee. McLee. Martin D. McLee is the bishop for the New York jurisdiction and he's also African American. And this African American bishop has has basically defied the law of his church. And it's curious to me is uh, would that be a growing trend? Because uh, by by me being African Methodist Episcopal, we also have a book of discipline which is very similar to the the UMC. is similar. Matter of fact, our um, articles of religion are all. They're basically the same. We get the same articles of religion that the United Methodist Church has. Our book of discipline is similar. There's a little is a little more expansive than, than ours. They have more resources. They are they touch on uh, a whole lot more things. But in in all in all, we're basically similar, and we are a joint communion, which means I could go to the UMC and the UMC minister can come to. We're all in full communion. It's a full communion of Methodist body. You know. And our polity is reflective and pretty much the same. However, the question I have is now that this has penetrated the, uh, the United Methodist Church being led by an African-American bishop, what's going to happen to the churches like ours where, you know, we're already struggling identity in the, in the you know, we're still trying to struggle as black people. We, we just got civil rights. You know, it's still fair, recent, fairly recent. But now in this, now in this, we are aiding and abetting in a crime. And I, yes, I do say a crime. And again, I, I am an affirming pastor, but I, I understand what laws are for. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to break my law to 
to to and, and, and let me put it this way. Now did, we broke the law, or not broke the law. We we uh, changed the law. And the United Methodist Church did the same thing in 1974 when they elected the first female bishop uh, in that area, and they did that, you know, and that impacted and that opened the door for us to elect our first female bishop, and and it goes, it's, you know, so going on so forth and so on. Now, now the LGBT community is using that as a means of saying if you're going to allow women to be in ministry, women to be ordained, women to pastor, women to be bishops. Uh, you should allow it for same sex, and that's a that's going to be an ongoing debate. I already know it's going to come to the Amy Church because I know we have pastors who are same sex loving individuals. Uh, I you know I know we have them in the church, and some of them are already just out. You know they they're not even trying to hide. There's some who are not trying to hide. There's still some in the closet. But whatever the United Methodist Church does, it's going to affect our science. And I'm just curious to see see how that's going to affect our Zion. I'm curious to see uh, how it's going to how how we're going to react to it. And just as I'm curious to see how the black church is going to react now that they know that an attempt has been done, there has been an attempt to uh, the, 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 you know they threw the first stone, they threw the first lick, they threw the first punch. How will we react? Will we will will we sit idly by? And just say, well, it's a sign of the time, and we're just going to let it happen. Or will we be so concerned about our religious freedom and <laughs> and not act? And I think the danger is in not acting. And I'm not talking about a course of legislative act. I'm talking about literally raising up and saying, okay, look, this is gone for enough. Either we are going to have standards, morals, principles, and be on the word of God. And I don't care how you interpret, and, and this is the key thing, you know, uh, as theologians become more progressive in their interpretation of Scripture and trying to validate things and invalidate others, we have to stand and say, okay, are we going to allow new or are we going to stand? Oh, and, you know, there's some things that we just know, <laughs> and it may sound like a contradiction, but there's just some things we, we know and understand are unnecessary. But there are other things that we know and understand should be necessary, and that's where we need to be. And I, I, my challenge to pastors and to myself is to see where we are weak in this front. Where are we weak in this front? Why are we not willing to, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of pastors who who have, who have are pro-choice and or pro-life, you know, and but they don't want to talk about it. They They don't like the fact that uh, black babies are being aborted, but they don't want to talk about it, and they don't want to, you know, protest, and they don't want to be seen uh, or known as a preacher who is against such and such. I think it's time out for that. I think we need backbone. I mean, we had backbone when we didn't have rights. We 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 understood that we would be, we could be killed, we could be shot, we could be uh, harassed, but we understood it was worth it to ascertain what we knew were legally ours. That's not the case when it comes to this argument, either for abortion, either for uh, same-sex marriage. That is not the case because it's not a matter of being – it's not a matter of having the right to. It is a matter about for – from our perspective of standing on the word of God. Now, you know, if you want to get a – you want to get all legal about it and say, well, it's a separation of church and state issue, then fine, go with that. Uh, but be willing to accept the consequences of said church and state issue. Because when it comes to it, uh, the church shouldn't separate the state. And that's just me. I, I don't know. I'm running out of time, guys, and I, I wish I had more time to dialogue. But, again, if you want to get your thoughts in, uh, I'll keep the chat room open for a little bit. Uh, but you can sure go to the uh, – Go to the, the Zero Today page and leave a comment on today's topic. Uh, shoot me an email. We can have a dialogue about it. Uh, shoot me a tweet. We can have a dialogue about it. But it, it is worth being discussed. And I tell you, you ought to be bringing this up. We ought, to be, we ought to let it be heard. You know, We're not the minority. We are the majority. They're a minority. And we're the ones who have, you know, we are, should stand on the word and leave it at that. So I've run out of time. And um, 
Until next week, again, uh, another exciting episode I hope we have. And I'm looking forward to seeing you talk with you. But to then, take care. God bless you. Love you.